Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, we're back on The Kevin and Fred Show and this week joined by my friend out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Mr. Jay White. Jay, how's it going, dude? Good. What's up, dude? Oh man, not a, not a whole bunch. So uh, I'm excited to do this. We got you and I got the chance to catch up. Gosh, for me, it seems like three months ago already, but it was actually only probably two weeks ago um, here in uh, Phoenix at the uh, the Built How event there that our our friend and your partner Ben Kenny uh, hosted in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, it's good to kind of catch up. We got to I even got to share like 10 seconds of your spotlight, which was amazing on the stage. And, uh, but we got to catch up a little bit backstage and whatnot and just talk. And so I'm excited to kind of finish that conversation off here, uh, on the podcast and kind of just catch up with some of the other cool stuff you've been doing business-wise. Yeah, no, I love it, man. It's funny. It does feel like a few minutes ago, the market's changed that fast. <laughs> right. There's, there's been a lot going on. It's like starting to be like dog years or something, uh, with yeah. the way how fast things are changing. We used to say that, uh, you know, so for the listener, Jay and I know each other way back from our KW days. Uh, we crossed paths and like four years ago when, when Fred and I moved our business to EXP, I mean, it's, it's hard to even fathom. The company was like 12,000 agents then, and it's 85,000 today. So we would always talk about like in EXP years, kind of like dog years. Yeah. And it's kind of like, that's what the market is doing today. It's like six months is equal to like three normal years is kind of what it feels like with the rate of change. But, um, Jay, why don't we start here, dude? Um, Tell us a little bit, like a little bit about yourself. Like how long have you been in real estate? Uh, I'd love to know what you did before real estate and kind of uh, what made you make the decision to kind of get in. And then I want to I take it from there. I got a few questions that I definitely want to ask about your current business, but let's go backwards first. Okay. Um, so I'm from, I was born in Charlotte. So that makes me kind of a unicorn here. Everybody <laughs> else is transplants from somewhere else. Um so, so I kind of lead with that most of the time when I'm talking to people here. Uh, but I, I grew up, man, my, we moved around a little bit. My dad was in the car business. So um, we moved Charlotte, North Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee, Atlanta, Georgia, and back to Charlotte. Um, played sports growing up. Um, played basketball for a, a minute in college until I got hurt. And then that ended that dream of making it to the NBA. <laughs> um, so I had to find something else to do. So my mom and dad, after I lost my scholarship, were like, hey, so we just don't see the value in paying out-of-state tuition for Georgia Southern <laughs> University. So you can transfer anywhere you want inside North Carolina state state lines. So I finished up at Appalachian State um, and, and actually quit school about eight weeks before graduating. Uh, so I never went back and got my degree. It was just one of those things where I was like, I'm ready to, to go to something new. Um, and I have ADHD. So like I bounce around quite a bit. You've known me for a while, but uh, so I got into business. I got in the car business kind of following my dad. I was doing finance and insurance and internet sales. And I built a business development center, which was like the first of its kind with Ford, where we were kind of working the database, but in the car business, nobody had ever done that before. 
So we were on the forefront of that. And my dad got out of the business and I stayed in it for a little while. I was in Newburn, North Carolina. And if you don't know where Newburn is, it's a cool little city down on the coast of North Carolina. And I was the only like 26 year old that I knew down, down there. So I had a boat and a country club membership and a dog and finally just got tired of it and said, Hey, I'm going back to Charlotte where all, all the people are my age. So I did that. And, um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I was going to sell advertising. And my dad said he was, he had already gotten his real estate license. And he goes, why don't you go to, go to school and get your real estate license? You can help me while you're looking for a job. And it turned out that that's, that's what I, I think I was meant to do. So 2006, got my real estate license, started at Coal Banker, uh, moved in 2010. The shift thing really hit Charlotte a little bit late, um, especially compared to you guys. Yeah. And so 9, 10, 11 were really hard for us. And so, um, you know, I wasn't learning what to do. I, I wasn't learning how to build business. So I went to Keller Williams where they had just, you know, wrote this book called Shift. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm here. And we started growing a team in 2012, I think. So when you, at that time, like, were you, we were still called a banker during that time? Uh, we moved to, to KW in 2010. In 2010. December 2010. Were you, was that, uh, were you still like working with your dad at that time or had you kind of gone off yeah. and done your own thing? What was that? What, no. What was that? So yeah, we were working together and, uh, we really were just 50, 50 partners. And, um, you know, I think the, the year we left Coal Bank, I think we did like 4 million in volume. Like we thought we were, we, we were like in the top five or eight of that office, something like that. Right. Like no one knew you could build this huge business and I thought we were doing Okay. Um, but the, when the, when the economy really tanks, my dad looked at me and goes, you need to go find something to do because I'm too old. And, <laughs> and so, so I went, I, dude, I was bartending, um, in 2009, 10 and 11, I was bartending part-time just to make ends meet through the, through the shift. Cause built business was still, it was growing, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to support us. You know what I find um, for a few more years. You know, you know what I find really interesting is like you're talking about like you guys did $4 million uh, and it made you one of the top producers in that office. Um, there's so many, there's so many brokerages and I'm not, I'm not going to pick on any, any of them because uh, there's, it's actually the majority. Uh, bro, there's so many brokerages where they're, they're effectively, their business model is such that it's incentivized for you to remain dumb and ignorant to the fact yeah. that you can build a big business. Um, the they actually discourage teams. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like they punished yes. us financially for that. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's the model at, at plenty of places because uh, it, the way they're set up, they make less money. It's like your, their perfect customer is like basically just getting by or a mm -hmm. little bit better. Right. A little yeah, bit better the in, than, than the just individual agent selling like three to five million a year. Yeah, that that is the bread and butter, probably truthfully of, of any brokerage. If we're if we're being real honest, but some models are set up to where like it's disincentivized to do any more than that. And then yeah. so when you start to realize, number one, just the realization, it's like that whole four minute mile thing, right? Which uh, just the realization, like there is something bigger and better that other people are doing and that you could go emulate it. That's kind of like one step in that journey. But then there's that next step of like, 
dude, you could just put yourself around that. You could just literally be surrounded by people like that all the time. And, you know, uh, we've all heard the saying, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Um, but there is a lot of value in spending time with people that are, that are doing more that, that truthfully are doing more than you in an area you would like to be doing more. So that's kind of funny. It was just a thought that came to me as you were sharing that story. So, so you make the moves The 2009, 10, 11 are still kind of rough. What, what happens after that, after, after the markets kind of start to, I'll say settle. Well, and so I think the bottom for us was really 12, right? So like that was when the pendulum started swinging back business was cranked up. I had actually left the, the bar at, um, in Christmas, 2011 or Christmas, 2012. I don't, I don't remember now, but it was one of those things where I was selling houses out of there. And so it was kind of this, it was kind of this pacifier, like easy thing. And it was kind of scary to quit, but my coach was like, you need to quit and have faith in, in what you're doing. And so I did. And, and, you know, we started building a team, um, we kind of went from this partnership with my dad to I'm going to go build this. Like I'm, I'm around some of you guys, you know, um, Brian Gubernick was my coach. And next thing I know, I'm like, gosh, man, these, these people are doing like a hundred million. How do I get there? Um, and it's funny, like, I think my superpower and some of this is just having relationships and, and keeping my mouth shut, but some <laughs> my superpower is getting in rooms I don't belong in. You know, I'm in Gary's me mastermind too. and I don't belong there. Yeah. Right? I mean, Brian brought me to Phoenix to teach uh, in the market center there. And I, and I get there the day early and I walk in and it's him and Brett and Corinne and you and Fred. And I'm like, oh my God, like just keep my mouth shut and take notes. Yeah. You know, what's so funny, man, is uh, you say that, first of all, I've always been, uh, that's always been my MO too, is just figure out a way to get in the room. I was having a conversation with Nick Waldner recently and he is telling me a story about a time that he did that, where he was like, just made it really awkward. I think it was for Gary to, or you know, actually it wasn't Gary. It was for, uh, for another guy who had a mastermind where he, Nick just made it so awkward that the guy had to let him in the room, even though he hadn't earned it production wise. Right. So, you know, I've been that that's a, that's a common theme with people. I see that, that end up building something big. Um, but so it's in this room, uh, I host Fred and I host these masterminds for top agents. It's invite only. Like we don't sell theoretically, I guess we do sell tickets, but we don't advertise it. Like we only, it's only, it's invite only. Like you can't just go find the registration page. And we do this three to three to four times a year here in Phoenix. And, uh, this kid got in the room and he just production wise, like he had really like deserved it. Uh, but he was a guest of someone who, who was absolutely sort of in our inner circle. And uh, he just kept talking. <laughs> he, would, he would talk about how, like how he was so glad to be in the room with these people that have sold so much. Actually, Gubernick was there that day, did a little presentation for us. Uh, and so many, so many others in the room that, you know, sell hundreds, you know, some, in some cases, hundreds of millions of dollars a year in real estate. And he just kept talking. I'm like, bro, you're in the room with people that have, they've forgotten more about real estate this month than you've learned, you know, the, uh, like in your entire career, maybe like, just be quiet. Just sit there and take notes for a little while. It's okay. It's okay to not talk. And I mean, that's, I, I share that with like, he's a sharp guy and he'll probably figure it out. There's probably some youth there, but one of the things that you figured out right away, which is like, Oh crap, I'm in this room with some, with some killers. You mentioned Brett and, and, and Brian and whatnot, like uh, I'm going to take notes and see what I can learn. And that is a common theme I see with people that go places is they 
when they're in the room and they know they can learn something from the people they're in the room with, they, they shut up and kind of take notes and listen and then, and then go implement, which obviously you've done. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, you know, I think one of the biggest frustrations of people that are willing to share and pass down knowledge is you don't do anything with it. Dude, that's the, I was having this conversation, my buddy, I got a buddy, Justin Rendon, super good friend of mine. He's one of these guys that um, started out as his mentor. We became friends and he's my mentor now. Like he's like, he's sharp as a tack, right? And he's like, I'm going to butcher his saying, but the summary of it is this is like, you know, there's some people they, you give them, you can give them an inch of knowledge and they'll take it a mile. And there's other people that require a mile and they'll take it an inch. And it's so <laughs> frustrating, right? Like the right person, you know, it cause we used, you and I used, or we were taught to use terms like talent. That's what talent is. Like talent shows up in your world. You give them an inch, they take it a mile. And then non-talent is they want a mile and they, they might take it an inch if they ever get going. Right. And so you feel that in your business on some level, I know we all have, and it's um, whether it's actually someone who you have a, you know, a partnership with, like actually works for you or in your company or just a peer, like you mentioned, where you and I have definitely sat there. Like, you know, you mentioned Goober and I've, I've been friends with that guy since almost the day I got in real estate. And there's been plenty of times where I'm sitting in a room with him and I'm just taking notes and you know, he gives me a little bit and not, I, I'm going to run with it. Right. You're you, you're going to take notes and you're going to run with it because that that's, I think that's really what, what talent is and what true business owners do is they show up and they take it and run. Well, and the fastest way to get disinvited from those rooms is being asshole. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so yeah. it's me asking the questions and then not doing anything. Cause they go, dude, this guy didn't get it. So frustrating. God, nothing worse than that. Right. I mean, yeah. And we've all, anybody who's run a team like yourself or me or, um, or, or really any other business or maybe a friend outside of business where they ask whole, you know, I love that. I love that phrase. Cause I think we can all relate to that, you know, just ask constantly asking questions, but never, never implementing any of the advice. It's just so, so frustrating. There's one, one of Jay's keys to success. Don't be an asshole. I love <laughs> Don't it. Be an asshole. We're going to key that we're going to, we're going to make sure that that makes it in the notes. It's a quotable one. Um, yep. So, okay. So let, let's do this. So Jay, you, so you find yourself in the room. I remember that day. That's the first day we were, I, I had known your name. I didn't actually know you, but I remember at the time, Brian and I owned that market center together. And um, I think we were Facebook friends at most until yeah, that, we met that day. Yeah. So I kind of know, I, I knew who you were and uh, I knew that you and Brian had a relationship and he was like, Hey, you, you should spend some time with Jay. I think he was like, I, I, I think you'd actually like him um, spend, you know, spend some time with it. So I remember us getting to spend a little bit of time together there, but tell me about, I mean, dude, that was 2014, if I'm not that mistaken. Was, so it was 2016. 26. Um, was it that late? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like what, where was your business then? Because there's, there's obviously there, there's some time there where you've now started to build something. What was your business like at that point? And, and where did you, you know, kind of yeah, go so on to next? 2016 was, our high water mark until last year in number of units. I think we did like 141 or 142 or something like that. Um, I think volume wise, we were right around 40 million okay. ish. Um, and I was actually not in the business full time. So I had, I had stepped out of the team and was running our productivity coaching program for the market center. Oh, I don't, I don't think I realized. Actually, now that you say that, I remember you telling me that. So you were, so you're effectively kind of doing two full-time jobs in a, in a lot of ways. 
Well, my brother's my partner, Mark, and he had, he stepped in and ran the team, and 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 he had been our you know he was he was basically essentially our our lead listing agent. He was listing everything on the team. Got it. So he he kind of slid into that role graciously, and um you know that that he didn't ask for anything, and didn't ask why, didn't just knew that like this would be good for us, is if I could if I could go build this other business, it would raise our platform. It would you know it would give us more credibility. Be a funnel um, for talent, hopefully. Well, it wasn't then. It turns out that it's it it turns out that it was, but it was a real long game there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so I did that for a couple of years. Just didn't it, it put me in this really dark place, believe it or not. Um I ended up in therapy um when I was running the PC program. I was dealing with everybody's worst day. And so first of all, oh, bro, man, dude. you say that like that, like as if that number one, that's surprising. And number two, like that's a bad thing. Like, I actually, I don't think I've met a human alive that shouldn't be in therapy. But God, even if there was humans that don't require therapy, they're not in real estate. I could tell you that this business, oh, bro, bro, I got in this really dark place and just hated life for a minute. And uh, actually, it, it was I think it was my sister like, you need to go talk to somebody. And, and I did and it, and worked my way through it and recognized that that was one of the causes or the, one of the root causes is that I was just around negative people all day. Dude, first of all, kudos to your sister for her fucking loving you enough to, to say that. Cause it can't be easy thing to say to a sibling. Um, so give her a high five for me. Uh, for I think sure. that's, I think that's awesome. And yeah, dude, like there, you just, dude, it's people. Like, I remember you, you're making me think of like, short sale days when when I was first getting my business going we were dealing we were dealing mostly with people in the worst financial crunch of their life and they were a lot of them were assholes like they were just and then I'm yeah, they dealing, weren't I'm, happy about it and they're going to take yeah, it out on you right yeah and then on the other end I'm dealing with people that are work at an entry level position in a call center for a financial institution not exactly like the uh you know sharpest tack in the drawer yeah not exactly the funnest people and not like i did that before real estate i know i worked i worked in call centers prior to real estate so i know what that's like that life is hard and so yeah dude i know exactly what, what you're feeling like anytime you deal with people in real estate for whatever reason for most people is a really emotional thing the agents the buyers the sellers like everyone involved there's always emotions like on high so I, I don't think that's surprising at all. And I, I love that. Uh, that well, and really know. the breakdown for me, man, was I was getting pushed for the mark from not, not necessarily from the market center, but from, you know, um, leadership slash my coach slash the way KW wanted productivity to be run is I'm pushing people to grow into cappers and some of them don't have those goals. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I wasn't allowed to coach them to their goals. I was, I was trying to hold them up to this goal Ooh. that wasn't theirs. And so I think that's where some of that was coming from too. Did you ever run into that on your team, dude? Like I know for us, um, a big thing, a big change for us in our business was when we realized it did not everybody not, wants to be you. Well, not only that. Yeah. So there's that learning lesson and then there's like the realization of it, but then there is the lesson of like, you know what? And it was actually, it was your business partner, Ben, who, who luckily took me under his wing super early in my career, like way before I deserved it. But I remember him telling me like, dude, if someone wants to sell 10 houses, let them sell 10 houses. They're a good person. They do everything. 
they like they're a good member of the community like if you want to sell 100 you just need nine more people like that not a big deal and i remember it was probably uh probably 2014 actually i don't it's not probably it was august of 2014 after i spent uh fred and i had spent probably three or four days at ben's house in in bellingham where we had kind of redesigned our business and that was the realization of like cool cool jay you're on the team you want to sell 50 houses this year awesome Steph, you want to sell 50 houses? Awesome. Steve, you want to sell 10? Great. Like high five everyone. And I just knew that if I wanted to sell 500, it was, or 200 or whatever the number was, it was just a math, it's a math problem. problem. Yeah. That's all it was. And then Ben taught like me that, the same thing this past year. <laughs> dude, it's it for me. I don't know what you, what you felt like, but like, because I always, I'm like that guy. And I, I think you're similar in the sense of like, I always saw the person, even if they only behaved like they could sell 10 a year, I always believe that they could sell 50. Like I could see the best in them. You see the potential, right? And so for me, that would do, that was super freeing. And I think that was the thing that allowed us to really build our business. And I mean, dude, we took off like the following year was like a rocket ship for us. Once we really uh, tweaked a few things, that being one of the major things. Yeah, no, I, like you, like I said, uh, been, so I joined place in, last year, right? 2021. Um, and part of the business planning that I had always done prior was like, okay, so cool. You take your, you take all your agents goals, you kind of add them up and go, okay, what's the gap here. And the reality is, is that I got to go recruit a couple of people because I might lose a couple of people, but I got to pick up the slack. I got to personally produce yeah. the number between that number and my goal. And he really, flip the script on that. And it's not just been, but it's all, but it's been a Chris, right. It's their philosophy that has come down through like the OGs at place. And as through Jolene and the business planning that, that her and John powers have built for, for the place network, like, it's like, Oh wait, I can just say, here's my goal. And this is what my goal is. And I'm going to recruit to my goal and you're going to do whatever your goal is. And that's cool, but it's just a part of my goal. Yeah. And as long as they support each other, I think it's really great. There's this, there's this kind of bullshit stage talk thing that goes on in real estate for whatever reason. I, I, you know, it's like, well, we have this certain per person productivity and it's, it's bullshit. Like, it's like cool. If you have high per person productivity, we did too, when we had a small team. Uh, and, and, but the reality is, is like, it's just a law of averages. The more people you have, the lower that number goes. Like, the what's the real number like it's not like you're not going to only have killers ben i mean ben coined this term at least for me talk to me he's like the only way you hire the navy seals is first you got to hire the navy right yep you got to hire heard the navy. that one time in the last year i've heard it 50 man yeah. no it, but it's true right so like you know we we did okay so just kind of continuing so like 2016 to 2020 2020, we bounced around between like 900 and 1.2 million GCI. Like we just kind of hit this ceiling. Couldn't figure out how to do it. We tried to recruit and go big and we couldn't get them into production quickly enough. So we lost people or, or actually let some of them go. Um, you know, my daughter had a big health scare. I came back to the office and was like, hey, this is going to, everything's going to look a little different from now on. Like I'm going to feed my family. Yeah. You know, and so we just, there was all these different things that were happening and I just couldn't figure it out. Like Brian and I would talk and, and, and I, and I, I apologized to him after I joined place and saw what we did this year. Cause I felt guilty that he and I couldn't figure this out. And he goes, the difference is, man, you got the playbook. Now we were trying to still invent the playbook for you. 
And, uh, and I think that's, that's, that's a pretty cool statement. Dude. He's, but he's dead on. You literally do like you quite literally have the playbook now on how to do that. So let me ask you that. I wasn't necessarily planning to go here, but I think it's important. Um, number one, cause I get asked a lot because, uh, just because I think, uh, the people who I'm in close proximity with, I get asked a lot about place. So I'd love to talk about place, but dude, as a guy who, even though you weren't hitting your goals, theoretically, you weren't reaching the potential that you thought you should get to. You're still by any measure, a very successful real estate agent. Like you had a good real estate business, maybe not the one you wanted, but it was really good, better than, you know, 98, 99% of all other real estate businesses out there. And then you go and partner with, with place. And I think for a lot of people, for some of you guys, you're like, what's up? What are y'all doing? Why are you doing? Like, yeah, I got like that that's a, a head scratcher. They, they look at that as like, why are you, what do you mean? Why are you going to go give up? They look at it as what, what do they give up? Right. So yeah. uh, I think you and I know it's more like, what do you add? What are you adding to your business? So what for was, me, what man, was that mindset? Yeah. For me, um, I was, I was pretty comfortable with where we were with things. Mark was, you know, Mark had stepped off as I came back into the business, Mark stepped off and started building a property management business. He did a phenomenal job building that. He's actually getting ready to come back into our sales business full time. Awesome. Uh, so he, he's built that from literally zero to, I think we've got 280, 300 doors now. And like that is, or, fen that's phenomenal, yeah. bro. That's yeah. amazing. It's just been his whole focus. Um, and so he's built that up into something where it's making money and, and we built it as a, as a part of the moat around our business. Right. Cause we were, we were literally handing those to property managers and, and they would say they wouldn't prospect our clients. And then we found out they would. Yeah. Right. So we just were like, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to build this. And then we're also going to let everybody in our market center around us, you know, utilize our services and we're not going to take their clients from them. And we've lived by that. So we didn't, we weren't paying referral fees and it actually turned out to be a really strong business. He's done a great job with it. Um, so, you know, it, it's funny, right? Like we, we had built that, we were doing some other things. We were kind of playing around with wholesale a little bit, trying to figure out if we wanted to get into that, but trying to figure out what our, what our business empire looked like. And the more he and I talked about it, you know, um, I was going to a mastermind group that, you know, Ben and Brett had the mastermind group and then, and then, you know, they, they separated and Ben came into that and Ben and I had known each, I think I met him in 2011 or 2012 at family reunion, but we never really, we never really spent time together. It was just, that we knew each other. I'd been around him, Gary's mastermind, you know, been with some of you guys around him, been with Brian around him, but not really in relationship with him. And, um, I think he just asked me the question. He's like, so, you know, what's, what's going on in your business? And I was like, man, this is 2019 now, or maybe the end of 2020, end of 2020. Um, so like the world had opened up, we had our first mastermind in person again. <laughs> and, uh, and he asked me that question. I was like, man, I feel really vulnerable. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, so like looking out five to 10 years from now, open doors in our market, Zillow's buying houses, offer pads in our market. There's all kinds of hedge funds buying houses in Charlotte. It's kind of like Phoenix East, right? Like yeah. all of this technology stuff, compasses coming in, like all of this stuff. And I, I just feel really vulnerable. I think we're going to see compression on commissions. I think we're going to see the, the real estate industry as we know it go away. And I think we're going to have mega teams. And I think we're going to have 
the individual agents that don't have, you know, maybe they have a part-time assistant or maybe they even have a full-time assistant, but they're doing most of the work themselves. Yeah. And I was like, and one of those sounds like a business and one of those sounds like a job. <laughs> yeah. And, and so if I can figure out how to do this, that's what I want to do. And he goes, you should really talk to Katie Benson. And I was like, cool. Who's Katie Benson? And he, you know, she's our director of, of growth at place. And I think what we're building at place would really be interesting to you. So I sat down and had breakfast with her the next morning and I was like, Ooh, this is, this is, you know, when you start talking about the layers of what this looks like, it's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, I think anyway. And so I, you know, went through my due diligence, came back to Charlotte, talked to my dad, talked to my brother, um, talked to Christina, our, our sales director and lead agent, right. Talked to Lauren, our director of operations, who was out on maternity leave. And, and the consensus was like, this is, if you can, if you can stand financially to give away half your money, you know, this, this could be a really good thing. And so I went through my due diligence, met with the financial team. And I was like, I think all in all, if I ran the business exactly the same way and did everything the same way at the end of the year, I'd lose like $20,000 based on my 2020 income. And I was like, dude, if, if, if 50% of my headaches go away, I'll pay $20,000 for that. Yeah. All day long. Right. So, you know, I think that's a, it's, we split 50% of the profits. It doesn't mean I'm going to make 50% less. So yeah, as I started going, people miss that. Yeah. yeah, As I started going through the process and then they were like, okay, so here's what you'd have to do. Cause this is again, part of the due diligence, part of the financial analyst part of this is if you did this, which is really conservative, then this is what you, you know, this is what this would look like. This is what you would make. But if you did this, this is what it would make. And I was like, I'm going to choose that. Right. Like now, how do I get there? Right. So that was the next question is how fast can we grow? We needed to retool. Our director of operations did not come back from maternity leave. So I had that problem. We ended up having to push our launch 90 days out. Ben, I mean, you talk about partners like Ben and Chris are on the phone, on text with me, like helping me work through this going, all right, who do we have? You know, what, what talent do we have already? Or do we need to hire this? And we ended up being able to keep who we had and, and actually both kind of got an elevation in responsibilities and a raise in pay. And, and both of them are now, I don't have a director of operations. We have operations leaders, one's transactional, one's everything else. And it's been, a, it's been great. And so we rebuilt our, you know, the, the cool part, and you talk about speed of implementation, like you've always kind of said something to me about that. But the reality is, is that, okay, so we're going to go through this operations launch. It's going to take like 90 days and we're going to be a different looking team. Like it's going to, the way we do things is going to be completely different. And I remember the first couple of weeks our, you know, Katie and Amanda would come to me and go, how do you want to do this? And I was like, why don't we ask Bellingham how they do this? <laughs> and let's just do it that way. Right. Like, why would I, the light bulb I'm goes not off. the, yeah. I'm not the answer here and because how we've been doing it doesn't work. It limits us. So, yeah. so real quickly they learned, okay, just call, you know, Tessa, call Olivia, call, call Bellingham's operation people and go, how do you guys do this? Cause my answer was, if listen, in a town of, I think Ben says 85,000 people, they sell 400 homes a year. That's a lot. We're in a town of a hundred, you know, a million five and we're selling a hundred a year. So like what we're doing is not the answer. What they're doing is the answer. Let's do that. 
<laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you. So I mentioned earlier about spending a few days with Ben in 2014. I remember uh, in AHA, I had that that trip um, was probably halfway through the first day. But what Ben would do, and I'm sure you knowing, knowing Ben the way you do, you, you could see this is like he would so spend the night at his house. Like, you know, we'd hang out, we got in town, hung out, you know, talked about, had dinner, talked about what we wanted to accomplish over the next few days, go with him to the office the next day. And he kind of like, he's, he would be like, Hey, all right, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to go shadow this person and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, when that part is done, say scripts or whatever, you're going to come back over here and we're going to talk about what you learned. And then I'm going to send you, then he would send us to the next department. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember after about like the third or fourth time of talking to somebody in one of his departments of going, why are you doing it like that? Blah, blah, blah. Like so much inefficient. That's so inefficient. We do. And I remember thinking, yeah, well, he sells 450 homes in Bellingham and I sell 150 in Phoenix. So I'm going to shut up. Like, you know what I mean? I just had that realization. Same thing. It's like, okay, like it doesn't have to be perfect or what I think it should look like. There's elegant answers in the really simpleness of just getting it done and they have that playbook obviously figured out. So I love that you, you got that lesson as well. Tell me what it, so what's the same as being in the room that I don't belong in, right? Like I'm in a business I don't belong in. Good point. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because they've got a proven track record. Dude, that's such a good point. What, so give me an idea now. So you've been with place for about a year, right? If my math is right. Yeah. Like 13, 14 months. So what's that been like for you in the first 13 or 14 months? Tell me about like the production. Tell me, yeah. but also tell me about like the personal side. Like what has that brought you? So, okay. Um, so we launched, we start recruiting heavily in like December, January. Okay. Cause like I've got this huge Jacqueline Smith is my consultant at place. Right. I don't know if you she's know her. Stud, yeah. She's a, stud. <laughs> she's a, you know, she, what, she's what Ben calls a killer, but I was, yeah, she is a killer. Yeah, I was listening to Ben and Chris, and I would recognize the people that they started mentioning over and over going, okay, that's a top operator. That's a top operator and yeah. going, hey, like I'm reaching out to these people going, okay, what's your superpower? And how can I learn to do what you're doing? Right? Like very strategic, like Jacqueline, Adelina, Jolene, uh, John, um, uh, Sarissa, like, these are the top of the top, right? So like, how do I get in relationship with them where like I'll do anything for any of them because they're willing to pour into me, right? That's yeah. just the way I look at it. So I started picking pieces and going, okay, so I want to recruit. Who's the best recruiter? Adeline is the best recruiter because she's, I don't know how many people she's recruited, but she's killer. She's the best recruiter. She's a killer, right? dude. I love, I love that woman. She is a killer recruiter uh, amongst yeah. other things. So like the, the conversation was, okay, what is she doing? What's her model? How does she do it? So that I can implement it and kind of repeat that here. Cause now we've built the, we've built the platform, like the, you know, we've rebuilt operations and we've built agent services out. Now I got to fill it up. And so, you know, we, we have the ability to support our agents more than we ever have. I can grow faster than we ever have. And so it really just became like, here's the process, stick to the process. And it's funny. Cause like the first month I was just signing people and Katie and Amanda, our operations leaders came to us, came to me and we're like, Hey, stop it. Like you're hiring people you're hiring people just because they can, they have a real estate license. Like, what are you doing? Because you say, this is what we're going to do. And then this is not what they sign up for. So we, we went back to the drawing board and said, and I, and Jacqueline helped me with this. She's like, yes. Yeah, so you see everybody's 
you see everybody's potential, but that's not really who they show up as. Yeah. So we slowed it down and, and broke the recruiting process into like four, four or five steps. And one of those steps was Katie and Amanda sitting down with them and going, here's what launch really looks like, right? Like, here's what our onboarding looks like. Here's what launch looks like. Hold this on, hold is, on. This I'm, is dude, I'm what gonna, you're signing up for. I got to back you up for a second because I want the listener to really get what you just said. You're, so you're, you're recruiting, you're out having these conversations with these agents. And then you said Katie and you said the other name was Amanda. Katie and Amanda. Okay. So Katie and Amanda don't work in your office, do they? No, they're our operations leaders. They're your right? oper operations yeah, So leader. combined, they're our DOO. Right. So, okay. Got it. Okay. So then, so part of their process now is to come in and like fully explain, here's what the, that onboarding thing is with us here at, I'm going to call it Jay White slash place. Yeah. So like, you know how you and I can get going in a conversation and it can take a left turn and we don't cover everything. They literally sit down with a checklist and go, did you guys talk about this? Did you guys talk about this? What kind of questions do you have? Dude, that is gold. First, yeah. Well, dude, we're salespeople at the end of the day. Right. Uh, like I'm trying so to influence them to join our team. Yeah. That was what I was doing. Yeah. And then you got someone who's got the, like the mindset of operationally, they're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's make sure that literally the boxes are checked. This was the light bulb that went off in my head. I was doing the exact same thing to them that was being done to me when I was PC coaching. Dude, that is, if, if anybody listening to this podcast just catches that one nugget right there, that could change their business and should just completely change the game for them. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad that came out, dude, because that's super powerful. Tell me about all right. So you've built, you've had to recruit, you, you have recruited a lot of people. What's been, give me the results, dude. Like, I think people want to know, like, great. Yeah. Dude, so you, you right. a good business, but tell me what is it like now? Yeah. So last year, the last quarter we were with place. So last year was kind of a blended number. Uh, we did 140, I think 145 transactions. Like it was our best year ever in number of transactions, best year ever in volume, best year ever in GCI. So we were, we were at uh, like 57 million, I think 1.2. Okay. is what, what we ended up with in GCI. Um, so this year, right now we're at 18 agents. We've okay. hired a bunch of virtual support for Katie and Amanda. Love it. Um, and then, so we're going to end up right around 180 units in, a big in, jump. in a market that's down. Um, I was going to say that's a big jump in a, in a normal year. It's a hell of a jump in 2022. Yeah. And, and most of our agents are in their first six to 12 months. Dude. in real estate. So, and they're, every one of them is in production. Like we've, we've kind of figured out this onboarding and, and launch process at place. And then we've kind of done some things locally to tweak it even more to where like they're getting in business, like in their first week, like it's very rare for them not to have something under contract in the first 30 days and get paid in 90. That's fantastic, man. So um, that's been our secret sauce. And so we're going to do I think we're going to do 1.1, maybe 1. Or, excuse me, 2.1, 2.2 million GCI. So we've added a million dollars GCI. And honestly, if the market hadn't really changed in about 60 days ago, we probably would have hit two and a half. Dude, that's phenomenal. And I got to imagine the future is bright for you. You probably don't feel as exposed and, uh, and as concerned about the future as you were at, at that time you, you and Ben sat down. No, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, it's funny. There's some definitely um, less anxiety about, yeah. you know, with the future of real estate. I feel like I'm in a really good um, 
I'm at a really good company with some really smart people with people who aren't sitting on their laurels, right? Like it's very progressive. Like we're always looking at what's next. What are we doing? How do we do that? Like, you know, from bringing in Chris Stewart with, with experience with Berkshire Hathaway, like Love that guy. there's some, there's some serious momentum going right now. I mean, I think we've, I think I'm number 60 and I think now we're at like 160. So like Damn. the growth is phenomenal and I don't think we've hit the hockey stick yet. I mean, you know, Veronica, right. For yeah. Figueroa, like there's some huge hitters coming on now Yeah, that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just really cool to be in that environment around those people. And it's, it's even cooler. And I can't even imagine what, like, again, Jacqueline and Tamara and Adelina and some of the OGs are feeling like now, because like, this is their baby. They, they did create this. I'm just lucky enough to be, on the back end of those guys and on the front end of all the new people. So I'm in a, I'm in a pretty cool spot too. Yeah. I love that. It's um, they're kind of like how I feel about some of the super early, I say super early, but like people that were a year, two years ahead of me at, at EXP that really kind of, I was like, said so they took the arrows in the back for the rest of us. And yeah. then like it for us, it's been like, we got way more of a polished uh, we almost got like, like they, they cleared the pavement and then they, they actually like laid down the cement before we got to go on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the highway, sure. that, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, I got to imagine it feels the same, same for you. So dude, let me, let me do this before I got a few more questions for you before we wrap up, but before I do that, where, so there's people listening to you right now, I guarantee that they're like, they identify with your story. Maybe they're, maybe they're interested in place, but they weren't sure. Um, they want to talk to someone who's kind of like, not going to sell them, but maybe give them more of their story. Like where, where do people find you? Where do people reach out to you? What's the best way for people to do that? Uh, man, honestly, the best way is, is my cell phone, 704-654-0733. Say that, uh, my one, more email, say yep, that one more time. Cell phone is 704-654-0733. You're brave, man, giving out your cell phone. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, should I? But no, I mean, like, I'm going to be authentic. You gave me yours. Uh, just not on, on the podcast, but yes. No, not uh, on the podcast, right? But then, okay, so honestly, uh, my email is jay at jaywhitegroup.com. So J-A-Y-W-H-I-T-E-G-R-O-U-P.com. Awesome. Um, and guys, reach yeah, out. If you want to bleep out my cell phone, that's your call. No, I'm going to leave it. You put it out there. <laughs> um, dude, the, the, the cool thing is like you are, like this is who you are. Like this is how it is anytime you and I talk, whether on the phone or in person, and I, I respect that about you. And I, I love that about you. Um, I love watching what you've been able to accomplish, especially with place here in the last year plus. Um, Cause it's, I think it's special. And I think it's something that uh, more and more people, not just, we already know it's going to take off. Like we are places already like, in my opinion, like the story has been written. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and Yep, there's still a lot of people that don't realize that, but they're going to see stories like yours uh, and and so many other people's. I, I think of like Aaron Lobovic, who is my first expansion partner, who's who's now with Place, and and so many other amazing operators that you guys have that are that I call friends. And um, it's going to be a thing that helps a lot of people not just survive the future of real estate, but like thrive and be continue to be relevant in it. And I think that's important. And uh, one of the things I love about Ben and Chris and Chris is that they actually have the heart. Uh, it's very much how I feel about Glenn, uh, the founder of BXP is like, they actually have the heart 
for the future of real estate agents. And that's so important because most, most people don't going back to the first part of our conversation where it's like you almost, most brokerages, most operators want to keep us as agents kind of dumb and in the dark. And so these guys are, are the opposite of it. And I, and I love what they're doing. Um, before we totally wind up to not totally shift gears, although it, it, it may be as we're pro you and I recording this, it's, I mean, dude, we're well into the fourth quarter. Now, by the time this thing airs, it'll be probably last week of October. What are you excited about in 2023 for in, in your business? Like what's the thing that has got you juiced up about, or, you know, losing sleep over, if you will. So it's funny. Um, I think if now was happening in 20, maybe honestly, anytime before I joined place. Right. But, but specifically if this was happening, well, I did live through this, right? Like 2009, 10, 11, I went and got a job. So I was losing sleep over it then. I'm not losing sleep over it now because I really realize number one is I've got, I've got this business and we've done a lot of transactions. And so we have a lot of past clients. We have people that trust us in the, in the, in the community and they know that we know what we're talking about. And, and, and I think for us, like we've started, we, you know, we're not calling it boot camp, but that's kind of what we're doing. Right. Like again, all right. Who, who, who got ahead really, really fast. Well, Kobe has this thing he talks about, right? So most NBA players would practice in the morning and have lunch and practice in the afternoon, yeah. right? And Kobe said, if I get up at 3 a.m. and work out at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m., I'm done by six. I have breakfast. I will work out when normal people work out. I have lunch and recover. I go practice with the team and then I go recover and then eat dinner. And then I go work out again on my own. And then I go to bed. I'm getting four workouts and everybody else is getting two. And by the time I'm 10 years into this, they're never going to catch me. Yeah. Right. So like we're doing script practice twice a day. We're doing accountability meetings twice a week on our team. Right. So, cause I've got agents remember six to 12 months. Dude. So like we're, 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 we're focused on building skills at a really quick pace at a really high level, because if we can do this in 90 days and it's going to take everybody else six months or nine months to figure this out, like, we're already selling enough business. We already have a big enough sample size. We already know this has been happening. We've been working on it for four or five months. Yeah. Everybody else is just figuring out we're in this thing. So we're already that much far ahead of them. And if we can get another, like if we can really double down for the next three to six months, three to six months from now, we're going to be, nobody can catch us in our market. Dude, you've got, this is like, this is the Mamba mentality of like real estate teams. I love it. And Dude, and our team has totally bought in. That's the cool part. We, we literally might have to do a part two here, Jay, as we, as we, I'm going to, we're going to, I don't know if this is going to be like training for gold or like uh year basketball guy. So I don't know if you've already seen it. Uh, maybe we talked about it actually at Bill Tao, but have you watched the redeem team? Yet? The redeem uh, team. Yeah, man. The intensity that Kobe Bryant brought. Well, yeah. Had, I don't hey, know that they would have won the gold. If I he would hadn't have showed up. Actually, I would bet that they would not have, right. they wouldn't even have been in the gold medal game. Those guys well, they talk about that first week he was there, right? Where, yeah. where all the players are going out to the club in Vegas and, and they come in at like five or six in the morning, Kobe didn't go with them. And at five 30 in the morning, when they're coming back in from going out, like he's in the lobby, catching a cab to go to the gym with his gym bag on. And then they said, you know, the next day, yeah. uh, D Wade and, and LeBron did it. And by the end of the week, everybody was doing it. Right. So like, I just, I just came and said, look, 
Guys, nobody in this room, me, me included, has been in the market we're in right now, right? Like I was in a different market and it shifted, but this is different than that market. So like anybody that tells you they know what's going to happen is wrong. So what we're going to do is we're all going to double down together and everybody, everybody signed up. All right. Here's, here's the deal, Jay. I have to run because I have a class I've got to teach in a few minutes. Um, I we're, I'm just, you and I are having a second conversation and I want to focus more on this. I'm just going to call it the Kobe mentality, uh, of, of training and education. Maybe, maybe you and I need to wait three or four months to have this, but I love where you're going with this. And I think that we need to talk about this more because you're talking about skills and we're going into it. Somebody said it last week. Um, I think it was Rieger, uh, who was at a private mastermind that I put on. He was teaching for us. He said, the skill in this market, skillionaires become millionaires. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, that's what you're talking about. So we're going to wrap it up here. You and I are going to have a part two on this because I think it's too important not to give it its own literal uh, episode where, where we just dive deeper into that. So dude, thanks for spending the time with me today. This has been freaking fascinating. Love hearing your story, bro. I love, what you're doing. I love watching you win. And uh, I love the way you're pouring into your people. Oh, man, I appreciate you cheering me on. That's, you know, it's, it's funny, right? Like I, I, I hold you guys, not just you and not just you and Fred, right. But I hold you, everybody that was in that room and, and Ben and but Chris, mostly and, me and Fred, not, 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 so, <laughs> not so much Brian, but mostly me and Fred. No, but dude, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are my Mount Everest, man. So like whenever I'm struggling with something, it's, that's my go-to crowd. And and I appreciate you guys throughout the years. And, you know, for, for stuff like the podcast, man, where you're just pouring back to agents, it's not like you're getting, it's not like you're getting rich off this. And it's not like you're selling books off this. You're doing this for agents. Yeah, no, it's uh, cause it's important because, because of people like you uh, and, and, and me being the guy too, like, give me an inch. I'm going to go a mile. Like that's why you, that's why you do stuff like this is because there are people that will take that inch and, and run a mile with it before they come back and ask for another inch. And that that's important. So dude, I so appreciated this uh, guys. We'll be back again with Jay white for part two, probably in the next 30, 30 to 90 days. I'm going to guess. And uh, I mean, with the market shifting, with the market shifting, I'd rather do it sooner because if it can help anybody avoid getting out of real estate, I'd really like to do that. Yeah. Well, what, what I think might happen is we do it sooner and then there's a follow-up to like, then we come back and do the results because what's going to, what's going to be important is like, look at your, you look at your results year over year this year. Uh, That's one thing. That's a good improvement, but now let's compare it to the rest of the markets year over year results. Now it looks out of this world. And as my friend uh, and business partner, Curtis Johnson says, the passing lanes are about to get really wide mm -hmm. and, uh, and we're approaching that time. So, all right, Jay White, thanks a lot for Thank being you, here. Listeners, thanks a lot. We'll see you again next week on the Kevin and Fred show. Thanks for tuning in. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.